What's up, everybody? It's Saturday. Saturday's actually an easy day for me. It always has been. Um, so sometimes I'll get up a little bit later. Um, although I tend to wake anyway. Today, I actually slept. This is this is amazing. Like I, Last night's the best I've slept in such a long time. Um, and we went to watch a movie called Glass, which was really cool really fun to watch i'm a bit like i'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to watching like movies and <clears throat> i end up like somehow turning a movie that was about nothing linked to sport at all i somehow link it back to sport and yeah i'm just a bit of a nerd um so basically we're watching this movie and at the very end i don't want to spoil it but something goes on at the very end and um it's kind of like it, it it reminded me of the world we live in right now that things that things can like spread really quick via like the internet and all this kind of a thing um and it got me thinking about this article that i'd read that suggested you shouldn't go on your phone the one hour before you go to sleep and then like the first hour of the morning and supposedly by by doing this first of all the one hour before you go to sleep is I think I think it's important more because of like I did we did this presentation at Under Armour and they did a presentation for us sorry and it was kind of about like a legal way of cheating which is like improving your sleep quality um, and I, I think I talked to you guys about this before like the the blue light that is t- televisions phones iPads etc etc give off like this blue light um, and then that blue light secretes your melatonin so last night was the first time that i've kind of for the full hour before going to sleep i didn't look at my phone and i'm pretty sure i fell asleep like half an hour into that hour because like what else do you do if you're not it's so bad but like what else do you do if you're not checking your phone or watching tv so i'm sitting there and i'm and rachel's doing her rehab stuff and i'd already done some of my rehab stuff and and then i just started getting really tired Anyway, it's the first time in a long, long time that actually both of us slept basically right through until 7.40 this morning. And, and like, Rachel wasn't a believer. She just said it's because she was tired. And I was like, well, it's a bit of a coincidence that the first night that neither of us go on our phones for that hour before bed, we both sleep our best night's sleep in a long time. And it's not that I'm a bad sleeper. I'm a really good sleeper. But... I just thought it was really interesting that we, we we slept really good. So there you go. Maybe it's worth trying that. Um, even half an hour, an hour. It's just your phone is like an addiction. Like we're just addicted to checking our phones. And we're not even like, I don't even think we care about what we're checking. We're just checking for the sake of checking. So like this morning I woke up at like 7.40 and, and I did check my phone at probably like 8 o'clock, which isn't an hour, but... I was kind of justifying it as, well, I need to see if Haas text about training, where we're going to meet, blah, blah, blah. But I still could have checked that at like half eight because we, I knew we weren't meeting until half nine anyway. So I think it's just a bit of an addiction, phones. But maybe that'll help improve sleep quality. Um, so you should give that a try. It was I read this article. It was about this, this whole idea of five to seven if you're if you're if your day's five to seven like between 5 a.m and 7 a.m if you're productive in those two hours 
Um, it actually said if, <laughs> if you read for two hours every morning or one to two hours every morning, you will read 50 to 100 books more that year. I thought that was a fascinating stat. I don't really like reading, but it's something that maybe from the start of next week, I might start setting an alarm at seven, not checking my phone until eight. So I'll actually buy an alarm clock and that'll go off at seven. I'll get up, I'll go make my coffee. I'll maybe read a book for even 30, 45 minutes and then maybe come back upstairs and, and like check the phone and see what's going on in the world. And, um, but yeah, I just think it's a bit of an addiction. We've got the 5 to 7 a.m. thing is is more for um, families that, like, say you're a mom and you have to get the kids ready for school and you have to, like, pack breakfast, make breakfast, pack lunches, etc., etc. 5 to 7 is essentially saying that there's no excuse, basically, because you could get up at 5 and do read your book for an hour or two before your kids even wake up at 7, for example. So that's the idea with five to seven. For me, I'm still going to prioritize sleep between five and seven, to be honest with you, because I need sleep and I like sleep. Um, and it does help my running if I'm sleeping more. But yeah, maybe I'll try that next week. So today, today's just an easy day. I'm doing probably an eight mile run this morning. I was actually pretty sore yesterday. I think I told you guys that not like injured sore, just just kind of fatigued from gym and I'm actually really having a hard time at the minute like I thought it was being at home in Ireland was what was causing me to have a hard time like just being unsettled because I'm not in my base in Flagstaff or and then I actually got back to Flagstaff and I've sat here for over a week now and I'm still really unsettled and and I think it just comes down to like if you for for four months there, I basically had this goal of Houston Marathon. I talked about it. I I thought about it every day. I was super super focused on that. And and then you take that away from me because it's over. And and it's just like I'm just a bit like I don't know. It sounds a bit funny saying like I'm lost, but I kind of am a little bit lost. Like it's just different. It's weird for me not having a big race goal that I can really focus on. And and obviously. Assuming that two other Irish people, Mick Lahessey's already selected for world champs, so assuming two other Irish people don't run quicker than 2.14.30, which nobody has in the past nine to ten years, I don't see it happening. But that would mean that I'll get selected for world champs potentially in October. But that's just so far away. Um, so, yeah, it's really... Uh, my my big focus, I was telling you, the, the reason that came to mind is because I was telling you about the sore legs in the session, and, and I expect to be sore because my, my gym work, my rehab stuff has improved. Um, sorry, not really improved, but the volume of gym and rehab stuff that I'm doing has probably increased by maybe like nearly 100%. I, I did do gym before 45 minutes once or twice a week, depending on... Um, I guess how good I was about doing it and I never minded that I was only doing it once or twice a week because at the end of the day in every previous marathon build-up I've not done gym at all but I've only ever ran 215.55 so the the goal of bringing gym in was to allow me to train more I wanted to be able to average more miles in my build-up and not break down so gym became a gym became a thing but if I only did it once a week I wasn't hard on myself because I thought to myself look 
once a week is better than zero times a week, and so you're still doing better than previous build-ups. Now I'm doing gym twice a week religiously, gym over miles almost. Like if I don't, if I miss gym, it feels like I've had a shit week because physically was physical problems. The hamstrings are what held me back in Houston Marathon. So that had nothing to do with mileage. That was absolutely to do with strength, not being able to handle the buildup, not being able to handle race day. So I'm doing two gym sessions a week and I'm also doing a rehab session three to four times a week, which that's 45 minutes each time. So I'm doing, <clears throat> that's 90 minutes. Let's see, I do it. Let's say I do it three times. Um, you're looking at two hours, 15 minutes of rehab. And then you're looking at two hours of gym. That's four hours, 15 minutes a week of rehab and gym. And that doesn't include the activation stuff every morning which is probably another 10 to 15 minutes a day. You could be looking at me doing like five hours a week of strength-based stuff or activation type stuff. And, and that's a massive increase from like 45 minutes to an hour and a half probably a week. So that's, that's something to bear in mind when I'm a little bit sore. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what brought that to my attention. So now, now the focus is very much strength. But I find it very difficult to, in my head, process that I'm not focusing on a goal. I'm focusing on, or sorry, I'm not focusing on a race goal, which really motivates me and gets me up every day and, and makes me eat better, sleep better, blah, blah, blah. It's very difficult for me to think, okay, the sole reason for the next eight weeks of training is to return to the UK in maybe like seven weeks' time from now and just be stronger. Um, yeah, that, that's new for me, but it's something that I have to start getting used to because I, if you've heard me speak on this podcast before, I've criticized people for jumping from goal to goal. So literally finishing Houston Marathon on the 20th of January and thinking, oh my God, right, my next race has to be soon. What's next? March. Okay, what's in March? New York Half Marathon. Right, let's do that. Rather than taking a step back and thinking, okay, realistically how long will it take me from now knowing that my hamstrings were a weakness realistically how long will it take me to fix those how long will it take me to recover from houston and and then how long will it take me to get fit enough to have another really good race and that's that's a difficult mindset mind frame to get into so that was that was new to me um remember i talked about enjoying the process well this is the process. The process is getting getting ready to race, not forcing a race because you can't be bothered focusing for eight weeks without a race goal. That that's really bad. That that doesn't exist. You have to I have to change my thinking to it's okay that there's not a race, but what I do in this next two months could potentially set up whether or not I have a good training stint before the world champs in October. And so that's, that, like I said, that's very new to me. The main goal is the strength stuff. We're going to increase the mileage a bit, increase the volume a bit, see how I react to that, see how I respond to that. That possibly could mean that come the World Champs build up, I can run 110 mile a week and have two sessions in there rather than only one in this next two months. And then you're going to have 110 mile a week, two sessions, probably a solid long run and my four and a half hours of 
gym and rehab and prehab. It really is quite an intense program. Combine the fact that I'm at altitude, that's 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 intense. That's going to be hard work. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed, everything goes well. I've got a, I've got a, I, I started journaling again. I, I journaled a little bit before Houston Marathon. Not, not too much, but just like each day. What am I working on? Not each day, actually. It was every couple of days. So today, I think I, I wrote down that my, my discipline and my diet needs to improve again because. Like, I, I don't like, I'm not like super intensely focused about weight, but at the same time, I've gradually seen it going up one or two pounds a week at the minute. And so at some point I've got to like nip that in the bud and um, not get maybe more than four to five pounds away from what I like to race at because four to five pounds isn't that much to lose over like two months. But when you've got, when you're, when maybe that goes up to seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. If I don't nip it in the bud now, at what point do I nip it in the bud? So, my discipline with eating needs to come back a little bit. Um, I talked about right. Okay, start to introduce more miles. This week's only going to be about 65. So I think next week can be maybe even like 80, 85, which will feel like a much more solid week of training. And yeah, like we just go from here. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to rush. I'm just going to take my time with this. I'm, I'm, like I said, I've got plenty of time until like world champs, but I think some of the goals that I'm shooting for right now are, are important and, and I need to stay focused on those. So yeah, that's, that's where we're at. It's not, today's just an easy day. I'm going to do eight miles tomorrow. I'll actually do a little bit longer, but I think it's just going to be a fairly, a fairly comfortable run tomorrow i'll probably do like 14 miles but it won't be difficult it'll just be nice and easy um and and yeah like that's that's pretty much all i, I don't have a, a huge amount to report today but i think that the sleep thing was important you guys could totally try that out you guys could totally try not using the phone that kind of one hour window before bed and then yeah take it from there i i told you about goals if if you have the luxury of planning a race in the next two months, maybe you should crack on and do that. Um, I don't, so I have to stick with just the strength stuff. But look, have a good day. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.